Welcome and hear, hear. This is Hear, Hear, my audiobook podcast. I'm Dan Masterton, and I'm reading to you from my fiction story, What There Is to Be Done. I'm excited to share this with you one chapter at a time. If you're interested in getting your hands on a paperback copy of the book, visit my link tree at linktr.ee slash danmasterton. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash danmasterton. Just follow the directions and complete the form, and I'll send your copy. You can also check out my other writing there. If you're interested in reaching out, I'd love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at thisladdan, or drop an email to dmastert at alumni.nd.edu. All right, you hit play, so it's time to hear here. If you're driving or running or working, I'm glad to be along with you. Maybe grab a drink later? If you're somewhere safe, raise a glass and toast a blessing to our Catholic schools, our students and teachers, and our imperfect but faithful endeavor to teach the faith. I'll join you. Here, here. Cheers and enjoy. It was Monday morning. Teresa was fresh off a good night's sleep. Her previous Tuesday's ups and downs had been held, confronted, processed, and recorded. Not to be forgotten, but not to be clung to either. John had helped her to a good place, and the rest of the week was a breeze. She had taught three more days of classes with the same students who had lifted her up, as well as with the one who tore her down. She had lunched with the same teachers who celebrated her generosity and collegiality, as well as the ones who shook her aspirations. She had gone in and out of the school where she had experienced exciting growth, and now was to confront an intriguing opportunity. Sunday morning, while her and John were at Mass, Teresa had resolved to be open and detached with her job review. She thanked God for the affirmations and compliments and expressed her preparedness and desire to grow professionally and vocationally into this new student life role, if that's the opportunity that presented itself. She also asked God to help her give over her frustrations and whatever lingering grudges were left in her so that her input and her listening with her boss could happen freely, unburdened by those weights. Teresa was delighted for the Eucharist that morning when Christ came to join her in body and spirit and reinforce her prayer by his love in her midst. The chance to do these things in the context of Mass with her husband and her faith community set her up to enter the rest of Sunday with that same peace, the one that came from confronting the desire for something more and something new without insisting on a pre-written script playing out. She was able to spend Sunday grading and planning, sitting cross-legged on the ground beside her coffee table leaning against the couch. John bounced around with some cooking and eating, some leisurely reading, some smelly personal space invading after he returned from a run and an occasional delivery of a brief massage or a water refill. Teresa wrapped up a post-dinner jag of final planning before packing up and heading for pajamas in bed around 8. John gave her a big hug and tucked her into bed with her laptop for some evening show watching. Teresa selected a show she liked but didn't need to be wholly attentive to watching. After an episode and a half, she was asleep. It wasn't yet 9 o'clock and she was banking some good sleep before her big day. When she walked in on Monday morning, nothing unusual interrupted her flow from car to office to classroom. Her first three periods were smooth as a freshly paved highway, and she was feeling quite put together as third period concluded. Teresa packed her bag and started the walk down the first floor hallway toward the administrative offices. She wasn't entirely sure where to wait or who to find to say she had arrived. Before she could wonder too much, in walked Francis. Teresa, perfect timing. I was just squeezing in a bathroom break after my last session, and now I'm ready for you, Francis exclaimed. Teresa had a moment of panic. She started to wonder what was waiting for her. What was in the file? What thoughts was Francis going to spring on her? Would it be overly focused on criticisms? 
Does she have problems with how I do my moderation? Do I even have a chance at this role? Well, keeping the peace up until that moment had gotten her most of the way. What can you do about at least one big moment's panic? Teresa followed Francis into her office, and Francis closed the door as Teresa took a seat and put her bag down. Teresa was grabbing a journal and pen and asked Francis, How are you today? Francis smiled. You are so consistent, always checking on people before skipping to business. I wish I still had that mindset. Teresa smiled back. I'm doing well today. I actually really enjoy these conversations. I wish they could be longer. I wish they could happen more often. In the back of Teresa's mind, she thought they could be longer and more frequent. That is if Francis and other administrators could be more organized and proactive. Then she wondered if, when she became an admin, she would realize that it's much harder to do that than she realized, or if she could really pull off such a rare feat. She stopped her mind there. Don't get too far ahead of ourselves. Stay in the moment. So let's talk about your classroom teaching and the observation I've done. I chatted with Mike and we compared our notes from watching your lessons, Francis started. Teresa felt a bit more at ease. She was thinking about more typical annual review stuff and less about how this conversation might become more unusual. Teresa, after all, loved classroom teaching and pedagogy and planning. Though she didn't always agree with Francis's insights, or Mike's for that matter, she did really look forward to the outside opinion and the chance to put others' constructive criticisms in dialogue with her own feel for her lessons. Francis continued, I have to say, I've been so impressed, not just by you and your abilities, but also by how smoothly you've handled a new and challenging course. We're grateful you put your professional development funds to quick use on those AP prep classes, and I can tell in the way you've taught that it's come in handy. You're certainly teaching toward the test, but not in such a dry or robotic way that it's become solely teaching to the test. Teresa was delighted. Who wouldn't be glad to hear their boss affirm the core of their work? We could certainly pore over the official reports Mike and I did after observing. There'd definitely be some hairs we could split, but I'd be interested in using our short time for another topic if that's okay, Francis led. Teresa again snapped toward anxiety and nerves. She wasn't insecure or unprepared. It was just that she had reached back to find her peace toward this review, and it had sustained so solidly into the actual unfolding of the meeting. And now, just a few minutes in, the crossroads moment came to pivot, to transition conversation toward a topic that she had wondered and reflected and conversed and prayed about for months and months. This swirl of emotion was clearer in retrospect. In the moment, it was manifested in a gradually drying mouth and slight increase in tremors in her limbs. We'll get back to the book shortly, but first, how does that priest get his vestments looking so fresh and clean? How do those altar servers always look dressed to the sevens? And how do the altar linens look so clean you could eat off them? Because your parish uses white as snow, the holy dry cleaners. We get your albs looking all good. We get your purificators looking their purest. And those corporals totally ready for the corporeal presence. With our expert cleaning process, your holy laundry will be so clean, people will think it's the apocalypse, and you're numbered among the 144,000 elect. Clean your soul with the sacrament of reconciliation, and clean your sacred laundry with white as snow, the holy dry cleaners. I'm not on Instagram, and I'm a selective poster and moderate lurker on Facebook, where I share the Restless Heart blog posts. But I'm most active on Twitter, where I actually really enjoy the Catholic presence of many thoughtful and faithful people. I want to recommend a few of my favorite follows to you here. This week, I invite you to follow Steve Millies. Steve tweets at Stephen P. Millies, S-T-E-V-E-N-P-M-I-L-L-I-E-S. 
Steve is a professor of public theology at Catholic Theological Union, a graduate school of theology and ministry in Chicago, and my grad school alma mater. Steve also directs the Bernardine Center there and is a biographer and expert on the late Cardinal. Steve is always good for a thorough, nuanced, and cool-headed analysis of the day's political news and of the trends and movements of the church. As a Catholic and a political theorist, his perspective is uniquely faith-filled and expert. Follow Steve on Twitter at Stephen P. Millies, S-T-E-V-E-N-P-M-I-L-L-I-E-S. As you know, Frances smiled, delivering a courteous lead-in to a conversation she imagined Teresa might be expecting. Teresa did her best to remain professional and composed, but felt comfortable letting her straight face curl into a bit of a grin. Joanne Simpson is retiring. She's been a blessing to us for so long, but she and her husband are starting retired life, and we'll be excited to take something in solid shape, pass it on to new hands. We considered a few different ideas, and I'll admit, Mike's recommendation of you really made sense to me and the admin team. Teresa was welling up a bit. It wasn't heavy emotion. It was excitement. It was light. It was reaching the crest of a hill on a hike and seeing the beautiful new landscape of the trail ahead. We'd like you to consider moving into the administrative team and serving as the director of student life. Hearing the words indeed sounded sweet. Teresa took a beat to make sure Francis wasn't going to continue right into more details. After that moment of respectful patience, Teresa let loose a full smile and started to find the words, not because she was surprised, but because she needed to navigate simultaneous gratitude, excitement, and curiosity. Wow, I am so grateful you would consider me. Thank you. I'm flattered and honored and so appreciative that you would see me in such a positive light that you'd offer me the opportunity. Frances was enjoying listening to her reply. It wasn't the first time she'd made an exciting offer, and she enjoyed the privilege of listening to first impressions. You are very welcome and very deserving, Francis replied. I don't want you to answer or think too much about things right at this moment. Just know a few details. We would keep the job description mostly the same as we had for Joanne, supervise all non-athletics, curriculars, point person for all club moderators, lead especially on student council, coordinating budget and stipends for clubs and moderators, etc. It comes with a full-time year-round contract, and we can talk details later, but you are not on the teacher scale for this role, Francis said letting that point breathe. Teresa took a deep breath. That said, it's a different time commitment. It involves more nights and weekends on the calendar. It's not like planning and grading that are more flexible because now you'll have events you need to be present at. You will have different student and family issues to respond to and manage. You'll be part of admin team meetings and discussions and decisions. You wouldn't be a classroom teacher anymore, at least not as we figure it at this point. You'd be an administrator, Francis said matter-of-factly. Teresa was scribbling down a few bullet points as Frances ran down these initial details. She had long been imagining perhaps stepping into this role, but to write down the elements of it as they directly pertained to her was a new feeling. Okay, okay, Teresa said, gathering her wits. Her face happily betrayed her excitement and intrigue. She had some questions, but she wondered if now was the time. I have some questions, but is now the time, she asked. Give yourself some time and space to think about it. Talk to your husband, talk to your family and friends, say a prayer. I need the next couple of weeks to get through every department and line up some other role adjustments and hiring plans. Can we come back to it in about three or four weeks, Frances asked back. Okay, sure, Teresa agreed. She wasn't wild about the lack of additional detail or postponing a fuller exchange of ideas on it, but she had received the offer. It was real, and she couldn't quibble with the slate of reviews Frances had to juggle. 
Her initial excitement had receded a bit into some realism and pensivity, but always the one to ensure courtesy and respect, she closed up her notebook and looked up earnestly at Francis. Thank you, Francis. I really appreciate your time and your trust. I'm excited and intrigued and will really enjoy exploring what this could be like, Teresa replied. Well, again, you're welcome, and I think you could do a great job with this, Francis said with an eyebrow raise. Teresa was a little hazy on whether that was boilerplate affirmation or an authentically personal affirmation. Was she the best candidate? The easiest candidate? The most convenient candidate? An easy hire? Screw tape can wait. No matter what, the final moment made her feel like Francis was hoping for a yes from her. Teresa shook Francis's hand and headed out of the office. The rest of the day was low-key, teaching and supervision, some planning and grading. She kept a mostly low profile, scribbling a few stray thoughts into her journal, but not talking about the review with anyone other than to say it went well. She hung around to the department office to plow on through a bit more work before going home with nothing more needing to get done that day. The other teachers cycled through from 3.30 to 5 until it was just Teresa and Mike left in there. A few minutes after 5 p.m., Teresa slid her chair back from her desktop of work and began to pack. Once her desk was clear and her bag was packed, she stood up and checked her phone as the silence broke. You gonna take it? Mike asked from his desk. Teresa's eyes widened a smidge. She threw her bag over her shoulder. She smirked a tiny bit. I want to, she answered. Teresa stared off toward an empty wall for a second. See you tomorrow, Mrs. A, Mike replied. With that, Teresa headed to her car to go home. Well, that's all for this week. Remember, if you want to grab a paperback copy of the book, visit my link tree at linktr.ee slash danmasterton. That's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash danmasterton. Just follow the directions and complete the form, and I'll send your copy. You can also check out my other writing there. Finally, thank you for listening. May God bless you and all our Catholic school communities. And to you and your prayers and toasts, hear, here. The guitar instrumentals on this podcast are improvised and performed by Jason Pham. This book and podcast are copyright Dan Masterton 2021, all rights reserved.